At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Rolling along here on a Wednesday morning from downtown Las Vegas at Circa Resort and Casino. Stormy Bond and Tony alongside former NFL quarterback and Super Bowl champion Sean King. As we continue our NFL conversation, all 32 NFL teams have training camp underway. Um, players have been on site for the Kansas City Chiefs for the last couple of days, but the first full day of practice from St. Joe today uh, to help us break it all down in all things Aaron uh NFC West, AFC West, my goodness. We bring in Aaron Ladd uh, of Sports Anchor over there in Kansas City's KSHB 41 News. I got ahead of myself trying to say your name, Aaron, instead of actually the division. So welcome in. Thank you for joining us. It's a very warm welcome. I appreciate it. Division named after me. I mean, what a warm welcome here. Yep, there we go. We're <laughs> elevating our, our game here. Uh, listen, one of the biggest storylines of the offseason is to the surprise and panic, I'm sure, of Chiefs fans everywhere is that Tyreek Hill will no longer be on the squad this year in that receiver room. But they bring in Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, uh, pick up Sky Moore, the rookie out of Western Michigan. What's the feeling around the organization right now about this wide receiver overhaul that we're seeing in that group? Yeah, it's it's the question that everybody wants to know. It's what my pastor is asking is what the pharmacist is asking. How are they going to be able to replace the production of the cheetah? And Andy Reid was at that very first, very firstly, you let it off with it. We let off with it as training camp opened the show. What's the plan? And he says, you know, I, I, I've won in many different ways in my time in Philadelphia and here in Kansas City. Uh, and, and the show goes on. It's going to be more of a balance today. Kansas City, they're going to have to be more committed to running the football, which is something we didn't see in the second half of that AFC title game. General Manager Brett Veach even, even telling reporters sometimes the Chiefs' worst weakness themselves. Maybe this offseason, uh, losing the Cheetah, getting those draft picks, getting more balanced in the wide receiver room and in the running back room, uh, we, see le- we see less of that uh, weight on the shoulders of Patrick Mahomes and maybe balanced out throughout the entire offense. You know, what was interesting to me last year, and it's an offensive question, Aaron, was Patrick Mahomes seemed to be very risky as far as taking care of the football. Through the most interceptions he ever has in his career, has uh, Coach Reed addressed what the quarterback worked on this offseason and has his approach changed, you know, considering that he does have some new faces, you know, at wide receiver? Yeah, uh, 
Mahomes was very honest with reporters about what his work needed to be done. He, he admitted that second half of the AFC title game, which I'm sure will harp on uh, as this season continues here in 2022, uh, some of the worst football that he had played in his career. And he, he talked about his base and his foundation. You know, as a former quarterback, how important it is to have your feet set. Uh, and he talked about a lot of a lot of throwing off his back foot and scrambling. We've heard uh, now within this last week, anonymous execs saying it's a quote unquote street ball type mentality. Um, back to talking about more balanced offense for KC uh, allows Patrick Mahomes to, to quote unquote stay on schedule. Uh, he doesn't have to he doesn't have to go and and get three touchdowns back in one play. Um, base announced foundation. Being healthy this offseason as well, he dealt, he dealt with a turf toe injury a lot coming out of that Super Bowl against Tampa Bay, and that kind of hampered being able to add strength the offseason. He said he feels in the best shape of his life, so scratch that off on the training camp bingo card, but uh, Patrick Mahomes worked on his foundation going into 2022. Now, Aaron, I know Patrick does a lot of stuff at the line of scrimmage as far as changing plays, getting out of one play into another but something that really I don't think has been discussed is the fact that Mac Nagy, the former offensive coordinator, is now back in Kansas City. So the majority of his career, Andy Reid called the plays, but then Eric Bieniemy has been calling the majority of the plays the last couple of years now. With the former OC, Matt Nagy, back, how is that power dynamic going to work on Sundays? It's something we're all going to have to to find out and watch it and look and be, be interested in. Uh, Eric Bieniemy feels like someone who should have had his opportunity to be a head coach by now. We've talked about this for the last three or four off seasons, Matt Nagy comes back and, and Patrick Mahomes has been a very vocal supporter of having him back because he's a, he's a quarterback whisperer. I know it didn't look like that when he was in Chicago and I know it didn't translate into wins, but um, coming, coming, coming from the, the rookie OTA period to the, to the voluntary mini camps, we saw him working. Uh, not only with Mahomes, but uh, the other quarterbacks that are on Kansas City's roster, Penny, uh, Shane Buchel as well. And, and the way that he communicates with them, it, it, it speaks their language, if you will. Uh, and and you, can only, you can only hope that that makes fifth team more comfortable. You can only hope that, um, you know, he starts to see things with these new faces uh, in the offensive room. It, it, it makes things a little bit easier for that to think as much when he's out there. Here with Aaron Ladd of KSHB 41 in Kansas City. And I'm still just laughing a little bit about the thought of last year being a down year for Patrick Mahomes, which it was, but the offense still ranked fourth in points scored, third in total yards, fourth in passing yards, and sixth in passing, passing TD. So not too bad. Uh, when you talk about the running back room, the news came out yesterday. Clyde Edwards Alaire been placed on the pup list. What's the latest on that? And is this something we expect to, to drag out or be a short lived situation for him? It sounds like a short-lived situation. Andy Reid will talk a little bit later today with the veterans reporting. We, we talked about it, that on the lead in the first full-team practice. We'll hear from him. But uh, my buddy Nate Taylor at the Athletics, it's going to be a very injury quick quick stop for, for CEH on the on the pup list. But it, it, it definitely gives fans and people who were upset with where he was drafted and, and what his production has been so far in the league another reason to uh, kind of knock him down on the totem pole. It is a it is a reshaped running back room as we talked about the wide receiver room as well. Ronald Jones coming over, um, Derek McKinnon back, draft Isaiah Pacheco out of Rutgers in the seventh round. So it's definitely going to be a, a I call it a Neapolitan backfield, if you will. Uh, a lot of different flavors, and Andy Reid kind of likes it that way—a bruising guy for the early downs, uh, a guy who can be shifty and play in space. Uh, and we'll have to see where Clyde Edwards-Helaire fits in that whole puzzle. It, it definitely doesn't start off on the best foot. Uh, but he'll have, he'll have opportunities. It's still early. Neapolitan. I like that. That's a good way to describe it. Now, let's talk a little bit bigger picture when it comes to the division. Last year, obviously, the Chiefs went 12-5, and five, AFC Championship for a fourth straight year, AFC West title for a sixth straight year. But already, a really good division got even better this past offseason. So, do you think that this Kansas City Chiefs team might be more vulnerable than it ever has been in the Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid era together because of all of the upgrades that these other squads have done? It's a mix of that and the new faces in Kansas City. If we're looking at, I mean, we know the NFL is a quarterback's league. Uh, the AFC West has the best quarterbacks uh, of all the divisions. I don't think I'm going out on a limb and saying that. Um, it, 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 it's the combination of the rest of the ships being being better, the the rising tide raising all the ships, and and Kansas City just having a lot of mixed match faces, not only on the offensive side but the defensive side as well. They're going to be relying on some young linebackers and Willie Gay and Nick Bolton 
take a take a step forward this year. That's something Steve Spagnolo, I'm sure, is not extremely comfortable with. We know he, he likes to play veterans, but um, I, I would like to see what Kansas City's going to do along the defensive line as well. It's a, it's a unit that left some room for production. I mean, think Joe Burrow was sacked nine times against Tennessee Titans and uh, only once against Kansas City in that AFC title game. It's it. it, it it's not only that the AFC West has gotten better and they have the best quarterbacks in the league, but Kansas City is not uh, the unit that we've seen in the past just from a, from a personnel-wise. And, Aaron, that's what I was going to you know, ask next. As you look at the team as a whole, and I try and figure out, okay, where the deficiencies are at. Total defense, team defense, they actually finished eighth, so they weren't that bad, but only 31 sacks as a defense. 29th in the league. Yeah, that. 29th in the league. Chris Jones did his part. They brought Frank Clark over from Seattle, but he only had four and a half. I don't feel like they really upgraded that pass rush. Has Andy addressed like what they're going to do to try and create pressure, especially considering the level of quarterback that now exists in this division? They had a lot of draft capital and used a, a first-round pick on George Karloftis out of Purdue, but I, I'm with you. I think that's a heavy expectations to put on the shoulders of a rookie. I wasn't in favor of really bringing Frank Clark back after – the performance that we saw from him last year, but the restructured contract made it a little more uh, easier pill to swallow, if you will, for Kansas City. Uh, Chris Jones is definitely their their most talented pass rusher, and we saw him not only on the edge last year, but also at his natural position inside. But uh, in his 11 career postseason games, not a sack to show for the AFC title game one, where he basically had Joe Burrow uh, tucked into bed, and <laughs> Joe Burrow scrambles out for the first down. It's uh, it's something that he said motivated him this entire offseason. If they're if you're asking me for a deficiency for Kansas City, it's definitely the defensive line. Uh, they added, uh, uh, I believe, Azur Kamara out of Dallas yesterday, but still, I would like to see them add a, a piece along the uh, along the line to to make me feel a little better about their pass rush. So now on on, on Visa, we try and make money. We get all this information and we get these insider updates. The Chiefs' win total sits at ten and a half. Aaron Ladd, if you're digging into your pockets, are we going over 10.5 wins? Or are we going under and why? Well, I want to dig into your pockets because my pocket's not going to get us very far. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know that now. But uh, I, I'll go over. I, I, I've said for a while, I think 11-6 and six is probably where Kansas City ends up. But their first eight games are going to tell me everything I need to know. It's uh, apparently the hardest eight-game stretch in NFL history. Every team... Uh, above 500 last year and, and they have a week eight by so you include the week nine game and there's some tough opponents in there and some ones you might not think about i mean a road trip to arizona to start the year off and then a quick turnaround on thursday night against one of those division opponents justin herbert and the chargers uh indianapolis is a team that maybe you don't want to play on the road early in the year and that first eight game stretch will tell me a lot about what they do we know last season they started off extremely slow three and four uh, through the first seven weeks before going on that win streak. Uh, the first thing will tell me a lot, but if I, if I am a betting man, I know you are on these, and uh, I'll take the over on that. Aaron, you're awesome. Really appreciate your time, and have fun <laughs> out there for day one, full practice at training camp. Hey, barbecue on me if y'all are ever in Hey, Kansas. we will take um, you up on that. Aaron Ladd of KSHB 41 in Kansas City. Great stuff from him when we come back. We'll talk AFC and NFC contenders, or maybe pretenders there atop the odds board. Don't go anywhere more. Follow the money coming up. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. First Bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code Vegas1000 and receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. And again, use that bonus code Vegas1000. Nobody loves the ponies more than my guy to my left, Sean King, who, again, before you leave, I know that you're off to your Hall of Fame induction. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as this show is over, you're out the door. But I still need some Delmar recommendations this weekend. So get get the mind turning a little bit for me. I will. I will. I'll probably text you. All right. Day of. God usually don't handicap night before. I handicap okay. day of. I like to wait till the scratches come out. You know, because it's, it's terrible when you do all that work and then, like, you have everything based around <laughs> a certain horse and they scratch the horse or some more. Like, there's a horse that, that's a speed horse in the field that you feel is going to set the race up for a closer and, the horse scratches, so like I'm, I wait. All right, I'll shoot yeah. you. I'll shoot you. Tech. Try not to bother you too much while you're, you're having your me. good time. You're not bothering um, me. We we wrapped up a conversation the last block talking about the AFC West and the Kansas City Chiefs. And during the break, I was looking up, um, just looking through their schedule a little bit. We talked about the defensive line and the lack of pass rush. They were 26th in sacks last, 29th in sacks last year, 25th ranked D line in coming into 2022. And not only are you going up against Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, and Russell Wilson twice a year. But, oh, by the way, you also have Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford. Yeah. The list goes on. So not a lot of cupcakes on that schedule at all. I, I If you force me to bet this win total, I go under. I think there's a reason that it's, it's minus 115, minus 115, and it's not juiced to the over. That's what my gut tells me, too. And hasn't this come down? Wasn't it 11? I'm not sure. I thought it was maybe initially when those, when those came out. But um, let's get into... A little bit more, in addition to the Chiefs, who are they or aren't they going to be able to get back to another AFC championship game? But in the AFC and the NFC, a lot of teams getting bet. Um, Buffalo in the AFC, 21% of the handle and 32% of bets taking the Bills and Josh Allen to be the last man standing and represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. And Green Bay on the other side. And what I found interesting is if you look at some of these exact does um for whatever reason the bills beating the packers is 45 to 1 it's not even on the top one two three four five. it's not even in the top 10 hmm. of the exact does yet that's where we see the majority of money going in the afc and nfc i found that really interesting and i, and I like that I, I know that i've been high on the vikings potentially and, and maybe the packers not having that big that that big of a year but if Aaron Rodgers does lead them back to an NFC title and a Super Bowl appearance. Like I that's very possible in my mind. So I like that 45 to 1 odds that's not even on the screen right there, which surprised me. I have a sneaky feeling that this is not gonna play out like people think. Like not a lot of people saw Cincinnati in the Super Bowl this year. I think both contestants 
are going to be slightly off the radar. I really do. Because I think Green Bay is going to miss Devontae Adams. I, I just There's nothing about Aaron Rodgers that says at this point in his career, with the amount of money he's made, he's ready to groom two rookie wide receivers. And Tampa, I like them because of Brady, but they got a lot of guys now that are on the threshold of being old. They got a new head coach, you know, no Gronk. You know, some of the staples on that defense are not there. So Rams are coming off of winning the Super Bowl. I mean, we've kind of seen like a little, you know, hangover kind of effect. And the AFC is so competitive. I mean, there's probably eight, nine teams that you could point to. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up with a Chargers Saints or, you know, something off the wall like that Super Bowl. Okay, let's get into the Chargers a little bit here because they haven't made the playoffs the last couple of years. So what makes you think that this is the year that they're going to be able to take that next step and go not only to the postseason, but to make a Super Bowl appearance? And I wasn't really back in the Chargers as much as I was just using it as an example of how I think this could be like an off-the-wall Super Bowl. I'm not ready to get behind the Chargers because I'm not a big Brandon Staley fan. And I think game management is a big part of (laughs) – you know, winning consistently, and he just does, like, abstract things that I don't agree with, which he has the right because he's the head coach, but I wouldn't really back the Chargers because of Staley, but I just think I was trying to make, like, an analogy that it's going to be, like, an off-brand Super Bowl as far as what the opinions were coming into the season. So I don't think the Bills are going to make it. I I just don't. Well, one uh, that kind of stands out here is a little bit interesting. In the NFC that has 10% of the handle at DraftKings is the Detroit Lions to be the NFC winner. You talk about coaches and and maybe interest in backing a coach. Dan Campbell seems to have a lot of belief from his players, somebody that's been talked about as a potential coach of the year candidate. Although, like, a worry for me, their win total six and a half, a worry for me is when's the last time that uh, a coach of the year candidate didn't have double-digit wins? So could the Lions get double-digit wins this year, and could they make an NFC championship appearance and maybe win? They have no shot to make an uh, a, a NFC championship appearance. That's, that's I not tried happening. to ask the question yeah. so serious. No, that's not going to happen. And immediately, no, no shot. No shot. But. That's why they're, they're Super Bowl odds the, are 150 like, I, to I, 1. I, I like Dan Campbell. And I'm so torn when it comes to the Lions because I want them to be successful. But I think the worst thing for them is to be a seven-win team. Because now you're not in the Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud sweepstakes. So it's kind of like I like a lot of their young pieces. I like DeAndre Swift. I like, uh, was it Armand uh, St. Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, I can never pronounce this right. Uh, Jamison Williams going to get healthy there. You look at that defense. They added Aiden Hutchinson. Like, I like some of their young pieces. But then I know that Jared Goff can only, like, take you so far. So I I want them to be successful. They're not in the business of tanking either. But I want them to be in the running to get one of these elite quarterbacks in next year's draft. It's just, it's interesting how, when you look at the way that people are betting these futures so far in the NFC, because you talk about, Hey, maybe a longer shot sneaking in there in the NFC, you have the lions at 60 to one and the saints at 22 to one people getting involved. If in the AFC, the highest people are betting is 10 to one. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the worst quote unquote team in that category, by better standards, is the Bengals who made the Super Bowl a year right, ago. Right, right. I mean, this AFC is tough this year. I mean, it, it, it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be exciting. I think there's a lot of great quarterbacks in the AFC. But I, I, I would probably take Lions over the win total just to put a bow on that because they do get the Bears twice. I think they have the Jags. You know, so they, they, they have a, a pathway well, and to get they, to seven wins, in my opinion. Similar to how yesterday we talked about the Chargers losing those close games, the Lions were in a lot of those situations where yeah, they had seven They got beat games. by, what, an 85-yard field goal yeah. from the Ravens? Lots of bad beats. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, which reminds me. <laughs> like, I'm having PTSD as I mentally prepare to get back into the Circus Survivor Contest this year because I was one of the many whose loser was – the Lions-Pittsburgh Steelers tie when Mason Rudolph stepped in for Big Ben because we all had to submit our picks before COVID came and got Ben out of there. Like, the Lions are 0-8. Their first non-loss is a tie that bumps me from the Survivor Contest. I lose I lose the potential for millions. Your girl was rolling. Hey, I'm with you. Week 10, you do this to me? I was finally in my groove, and I'm betting against the Lions. That should be an auto-dub. I feel, I feel you. 
I feel you. I get it. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. They I'm did not turn gonna it on the second half. I'm not going to get into my survivor issues because they were all self-inflicted. <laughs> I can't blame anyone but me. How many entries you doing this year? Six. As many as you can? Six. Okay. Yeah. I have one entry. I'm, I'm legitimately going against the Falcons. You're going the to Falcons, the Falcons the for first you. nine weeks. Well, if you get to nine weeks, but you think you will. So oh, yeah. They'll be 0-9. No oh, 100%. And the only reason I'm not fading in week 10 because they play the Panthers for the second time. Oh, yeah. All right. So I couldn't. That's so interesting. Oh, they're You're a wild. They're man. going 0 and 9. Can you imagine though if that's if so let's say you go 0 and 9. Mm-hmm. The next week. Then I have you're to, having facing that crossroads. Then I have to I have to adjust that that one particular entry. Okay. Yeah. You're not riding just to ride. No, cuz like I have, you are with I have the Blue five Jays. other entries. Oh yeah, I'm on the Blue Jays <laughs> heavy. Yeah, I'm just saying if you guys haven't heard the Blue Jays I do feel are going to go at least 10, 11 days into August without losing. So I'm, I'm auto-backing the Blue Jays. Their offense has just been off the 4-0 hook. 4-0 so far. And they've covered every game on the run line. Alt-run line's available again today. Nice plus yeah, money price. I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going alt-run line back-to-back. I'm just trying to entice But I, I probably will go run line. I don't really like to do it when it's the home team because I'm not guaranteed to get all three outs in the ninth inning. So, but they should, they should, they should rake. Wainwright and Gosman should be pretty good without Goldschmidt yeah. and, and a, what is it, Renda? I think that's how you say his name. Not in the lineup. Arenado. Arenado. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, we'll just leave the pronunciations on my end. It's all right. <laughs> I have all these sports in my mind, so like you know, I'm prepping for college and yeah, for football. Then I've got baseball going, so sometimes it. It's a, I'm like the only person on the planet I think that can say Uyunglele, so you're not. I alone. just call him DJ. Yeah, as you should. Uh, we'll keep that baseball talk rolling when we come back. Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast, is going to give us the lowdown on Game Two of the Subway Series. Mets Yankees got underway yesterday. Mets getting that win. Is that a potential World Series preview at Ooh. City Field? We'll find out from Will when we come back. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Get 60% off all expert picks at winnersandwiners.com with promo code VSINHOME60 at checkout. Tired of paying for losers? Winners and Winners' best bets are backed with a win guarantee because no one should have to pay for losing picks. Their top experts just want to combine three and one with their best bets. And they're real excited about today's card, so use the promo code VSINHOME60 at checkout to get 60% off all expert picks today at winnersandwiners.com. Stormy Tony and Sean King in for the guys, Mitch and Paul here for follow the money and it was a world series type environment at city field last night between the Mets and Yankees. You felt the energy, you felt the hostility, you felt all the things. So to help us break it all down, we bring in VEASAN's own Will Hill, host of the New York city cast at not the Will Hill on Twitter, because that, that has been confusion in your family. Will, hasn't it? It has. It's happened before with regards to, you know, Otani winning the MVP, but like you said, world series preview, that's as close to the World Series as the Yankees are going to come if they don't you know, make some moves here. They're in trouble. Uh, they got issues everywhere. Stanton's hurt in the lineup. King broke his elbow, their second-best reliever the other night. Severino's hurt in the rotation. Uh, th- their World Series is going to come down to whether they can make a move here in the next week or two because they are not good enough right now. Yeah, 6-3 loss to the Mets last night. They've dropped five of their opening seven games here in the second half, 11 of their last 19 overall, hanging on to that best record in baseball by a thread. So, is it injuries, or if not, what's leading to this lull for the Yankees, and how do they get out of it? Yeah, it, it definitely part of it's injuries. I think part of it was, you know, they were due for some regression. I mean, look, they were on pace to win 120 games at one point. They were never that kind of team. They even, you know, when they were playing well, they had guys in the lineup not carrying their weight with Gallo, Kiner, Falefa. I mean, the idea that you pinch hit Gallo last night was kind of comical. He had no chance against Diaz, who uh, was just incredible. Um, look, they, yeah, they've got some issues. I think, you know, they're not a great team right now. They're a good team with a great record, but uh, they're going to absolutely need some moves. Probably need another pitcher. Uh, their pitching has certainly regressed. Probably need a left-handed bat. This team is, uh, look, they've built up a, a big enough lead where it doesn't matter in terms of the division. They're going to win the division and win it easily. Uh, but getting that one seed and not having to play Houston on the road in the ALCS for a potential game seven, it's huge. That's, uh, you know, they've lost in Houston a lot of times before. So, 
they are they definitely need some renovations i would say yeah i think there'll be buyers at the trade deadline i can see them going after castillo from the reds or montage from the a's if he ends up being all the way healthy because i always felt will they were going to regress as you said because guys like talion and montgomery i mean they were having career years they had like sub three eras for the majority of the the season before the all-star break so i wouldn't be in full panic mode if i was a yankees backer because this is baseball everybody has ups and downs but I do agree they do need to add another arm, in my opinion, to go with Cole and Cortez if they really want to make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely uh, t- totally agree. I mean, they had a stretch two, three weeks where their starters were giving up one or one or two runs or less every single night. It definitely wasn't sustainable. Uh, like you said, they need another arm in the rotation, especially if Severino's not healthy uh, because he got hurt two weeks ago. He got shut down. He's supposed to get reevaluated. I think it's tomorrow. Uh, but they've been kind of coy about, you know, the results of him, his MRI and, you know, when he's going to pitch again. If they don't get him back, that's an issue because outside of Cole, who I think has become underrated every time he gives up a few runs, people, you know, talk about how much money he makes. He's still a really good pitcher. But outside of that, Cortez hasn't proven it in a big game. Uh, Montgomery, Tyone, these guys are kind of unproven. So, and then you look at the bullpen. I mean, the fact that Chapman's anywhere near a big spot is a disaster. Holmes has been outstanding in the ninth inning, but you need guys to get to Holmes, and their bridge, their sort of setup guys are a little shaky too. Well, I was happy uh, because I think yesterday Chapman came in in the sixth inning, and he wasn't in a full-on sweat. So maybe that's what he needs is to be a middle reliever as opposed to the closer. But staying in that division, and I'm not talking about the dumpster fire that's occurring in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm talking about what's going on north of the border in Toronto, Blue Jays are red hot, have won 9-1 in their last 10, have won all four games since the All-Star break. This is a team that came into the season with really high expectations, kind of underperformed in the first half of the season, but seem to be hitting their stride. Is this Blue Jays team capable of making some real noise? Yeah, I I would say they are. That lineup's dangerous. They're explosive. Uh, I would worry about their pitching a little bit too because they haven't gotten a lot out of the guys they expected with Barrios and Kikuchi. Uh, Ryu. So uh, they got Manoa at the top. They've got a lot of bats. They're another team. They could be in in Castillo. And that's another reason for the Yankees to make a move on him, not only to get him and to help your staff, but you want to play keep away. You don't want him going to Houston and facing you, you know, game five of a series or going to Toronto and facing you. I mean, you put Castillo on that team, it could be scary. So uh, they are absolutely dangerous and they're going to be another team that's probably going to make a move here. And we've got Gosman on the hill today against Adam Wainwright. The Blue Jays, a big minus 250 favorite in that one. To go back, though, to the Subway Series, I did want your opinion on tonight's game. First pitch, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 local. Max Scherzer and the Mets, minus 175 favorites on the money line to go two for two against Domingo Herman and the Yankees. Total seven and a half. How are you betting tonight's game? Yeah, wow. I saw it went up from a dollar sixty. Now it's a dollar seventy-five. So I thought that one sixty was a little cheap. I guess I was right. I think this is the biggest underdog the Yankees have been all year. And you know, you're not going to get more than plus one ten, plus one ten, you know, plus one twenty uh, most of the time with the Yankees, just because they're so good. And unless they're facing a great pitcher, they're they're not going to be uh, big underdogs or underdogs at all. It's hard to back the Yankees though here. I mean, without Stanton, uh, this is a complete mismatch in terms of the pitching. Herman was awful. His only start here for the Yankees last week against the Astros. Uh, to me, it would be Mets or pass. It's getting a little expensive, though. You know, laying minus a dollar seventy-five, a uh, dollar eighty against this Yankee team. That's not a great bet. So, uh, if I would, if you're going to bet the Mets, I'd bet it now. I think the number's kind of getting away from you here. You know, well, I do think there's some value on over seven and a half. You know, balls seem to be flying out of City Field yesterday, Ooh. and you know, with the extra energy, the extra emotion, guys are going to be locked in. You know, I, I I can see the Yankees getting one or two runs off of Scherzer, and I think the Mets will probably be able to handle the rest. What do you think about this total that sits at seven and a half? I think that's a good call. The balls really were flying yesterday. Even the one Alonzo hit in the first inning, it didn't get out, but it got all the way to the wall, and he hit it off. I mean, he basically hit it out of the dirt, you know, with one hand, and it rolled to the wall. So uh, you've heard players talk about the balls are different game to game. I think last night, you know, opposite field home runs, four homers in the first inning. Uh, I think you bring up a good point. I think the over is probably a good play. Uh, the Mets were in a nasty slump offensively. They seemed to break out of it Sunday night against the Padres. They had that big sixth inning, carried it into uh, carried it over into last night. So, yeah, I think uh, that over seven and a half, I certainly wouldn't be looking to play under. Well, I know it's still early, but any other baseball action for you tonight? 
Yeah, I like Atlanta. Uh, that's the early game. I think that's like a noon Eastern start. Uh, Morton against Gibson. To me, Atlanta, that's just they have a better starting pitcher, a much better bullpen, much better lineup. Uh, Braves have been red hot here. They lost that series two out of three to the Mets. But other than that, the last couple months, they just don't seem to lose. Uh, the Mets have played pretty well. They just can't seem to gain any ground on Atlanta or, or fend them off because Atlanta's played so well. So uh, I think that minus 155 is a little cheap. I think Atlanta's a good bet. Good deal. Uh, here with Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast, talking all things New York, which is where we'll go back to in the NFL. Giants and Jets. Looking ahead, training camps officially open. Uh, what are some of your expectations for New York's team in the NFL space? Well, it'd be hard for them to be as bad as they were last year. Ah. <laughs> I, I would say the Giants, the hope for the Giants, the case for them is they were so poorly coached and so injured last year that they could only be better. Remember, they were four and six. They were not good, but they were at least competitive. Then Jones got hurt and they basically couldn't get a first down, couldn't move the ball past midfield. It was you know, some of the worst quarterback play you've ever watched with uh, Fromm and Glennon. I think you bring in Dable. And, you know, you get some of these guys healthy. Remember, they had a lot of guys on IR last year, whether it was Barkley, you know, Shepard. All their good players were always hurt. The guys on the IR were better than the guys that were active. So uh, it's a doable schedule. I mean, you look at it. They get the Bears at home, the Panthers at home. They get the Lions, the Texans, the Jaguars. That being said, to go over seven and a half, that's tricky. I think all of the things I mentioned about, you know, being better coached, being healthier, I think that's all built into the number. So. Getting to eight is tricky. I would still lean under seven and a half. If you like the over, maybe just play Brian Dable to be coach of the year. Because if they win nine or 10 games, he's going to have a really good chance to win it. Uh, as far as the Jets, I like a lot of their pieces. I like their skill players with Elijah Moore, Wilson, the rookie they drafted, Hall, the rookie they drafted. They got a couple good tight ends. I just think the only thing that matters is the quarterback. And I'm not a big fan of the quarterback. So uh, it's not a great quarterback. It's not even a good quarterback. He's going to have to make a huge leap. He looked completely overmatched at times last year, and their defense was really bad. So uh, bad defense, bad quarterback, really tough schedule. It's not easy living in the AFC, as you talked about in previous segments. So I'd go probably under still on the Jets. I wonder, can you find an exact? I didn't realize Giants and Jets both finished at 4-13 and 13 last year. I wonder, can we get an exacta that they finished with the exact record in 2022? Hey, man, it's 2022. You can find anything betting-wise if you just look for it. If you ask for it, I'm sure you can find it somewhere. We love those two words, shop around. Thanks so much, Will. You're awesome. Thanks, Appreciate Will. you getting up early All with right, us. Thanks for having me. See ya. That's Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast, at not the Will Hill on Twitter. And as always, if you want to listen to his podcast, go to vcin.com slash subscribe or wherever you get your podcast. Brian Dable, by the way, 18 to 1 in the Coach of the Year odds. Uh, we're going to step aside, take a quick time out. But, Sean, when we come back, Okay. College football right around the corner, which means week one lines. Let's see if any of the, the marquee games <laughs> have an edge in Sean King's mind. Coming up on Follow the Money. Don't go anywhere. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There's city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. You can subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. Big thank you to Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast, who joined us a little bit ago. But now turning our attention to college football and the week one slate. If you might have, if you're watching us, if you're not just listening um, on the podcast or on the radio, you saw Sean King put the horns up. So there is a Labor Day weekend clash at Raymond James Stadium coming up week one with the BYU Cougars against Sean King's South Florida Bulls. And you are very confident that USF is going to get that week one win. I am. Uh, I just know when I was there, when BYU came down, the humidity, first of all, affected them. You know, you're in the state of Utah. That weather's beautiful in the summer. No humidity. You get off that plane in Tampa it's muggy. Um, you can't breathe. Humidity does hit different. Advantage, number one, USF. Secondly, I recruited almost that entire offensive line. They're all six-year guys. They've got over 50 starts together, three of them. I'm talking Donovan Jennings, uh, Demetrius Harris, and Brad Cecil. That's a huge advantage. I know for a fact USF skill position players are better than BYU's. Now, Timmy McClain was a quarterback at South Florida last year when they went to BYU. He ran around. BYU couldn't tackle him. He's unbelievably explosive, was very young. They brought in Jerry, uh, I cannot pronounce this, Bohannon. Bohannon, I think, I think is yeah. the way you say his last name, from Baylor. So there's a little competition there. But I'm telling you. He's expected to be the starter, right? I don't know. And he, he beat BYU as the Baylor quarterback. Yeah. Both of them are good players, so I'm not really worried about which one of them plays. I'll probably have a package. So that both of them see some action. But I like USF to win this game out right now. The spread is, I think, 12 as we sit. I'm going to have a bet with the 12. I'm not crazy. But I will have, and more than just a small bet, that USF wins this game outright. And there's not a, a money line price available yet. We just have the spread at this point. Um, and I like BYU's quarterback, so me. I do, too. I really, really like Jaron Hall. I have a lot of confidence that BYU um, – has some serious potential this season. Um, the Bulls are coming off a 2-10 and ten season, Sean. That's why the, the spread is what it is. I don't know. They, you're right, though. They did play BYU very competitively. Last year was a close game. Uh, 35-23 final. The Bulls did deliver a devastating loss to BYU a few years ago in Jaron Hall's first ever career I was start. on the sideline. That humidity got to <laughs> him. We ran remember, the ball down their yes. throat. Yeah. But so I talked to Trevor Maddich here on Follow the Money last week, who former BYU offensive lineman, now an ESPN college football analyst um, and NFL analyst, does a great job with NBC Sports as well. But he said that he has no concerns um, because of the way that BYU trains in elevation constantly. He said he thinks that they'll be ready to go from a physical standpoint and that the humidity won't play as much of a toll on them as people think. Yeah, okay. Okay, Trevor. I'm sad you weren't there on Friday. I got to yeah, tell you. Uh, okay, <laughs> I know you weren't feeling well, but I right. wish you were there for that conversation. It's, it's different. Like if, if USF was going to BYU and they were going into the elevation, even though they train in the humidity, that's different. 
So even though you're training, I'm just the humidity matters. But more so for me, I was involved in the recruitment of a lot of the guys that are still at USF. So I know the talent that's there. And they didn't win a lot of games last year, but they were in a lot of games. And the fact that the offensive linemen decided to come back, that group, I'm just telling you, I like USF to win this game outright. You heard it here first, even though I, I vehemently disagree. I got to tell you. But we'll put a cigar bed or something on that. Yeah. That is one week one game. There are not that that is not a major game, but there are some other games I feel like Before we should we move get on, to. Can I get a stormy cigar bet? Can I get four to one? Since you're getting 12 points and I'm taking the Bulls outright, can I get four to one? USF wins. You owe me four cigars. BYU wins. I owe you. I mean, Tim gets a bottle of wine. He's never actually got to cash in because I kick his butt. But <laughs> I, I mean, would like, I would like, um, uh, some ice cream. Okay. All cool. right. Can we do that? Yep. Four. Boy. Like a big one. Yep. Stormy. The big one. Yeah. Whatever. All right. That's what we're doing. I'll, I'll decide a flavor later. USF. Once I win, I'll Over. let you know. Um. Oh, this is gonna be joyous. Let's go down the line, though. Starting with uh, speaking of Tim Murray, his Notre Dame Fighting Irish, the Golden Domers, taking on Ohio State. The Buckeyes, a fourteen and a half point favorite, which and I know you think that Notre Dame is going to have a little bit of an off year. Marcus Freeman, his first year as head coach, um, Ohio State. But I think that's that line is very telling to the expectations for Ohio State this year, that one of their tougher opponents on the schedule at face value, they're more than a two-touchdown favorite. Yeah, I'm probably, if you like this game and you like Ohio State, I think you should get it now. So I think this line goes up. I just or, don't think you can simulate Jackson Smith and Jigba, Travion Henderson, and C.J. Stroud. So I, I think, you know, Marcos will have a good plan. He's a defensive guy at heart. But the speed, athleticism, and overall talent Ohio State has, I, I mean, you just can't practice for that. And, you know, I, I'm high on Ohio State if they can just even be average on defense. In this particular game, I don't know that it's going to matter. I, I don't see how Notre Dame keeps Ohio State out of the, the high 30s. That offense is just going to be so explosive, hence why the total is 58. And I don't know with Ohio State games if you're even going to be able to make those totals high enough, <laughs> if we're honest here. Um, another game that's really interesting is definitely going to be Oregon-Georgia coming up. You have Georgia's former defensive coordinator, Dan Lanning, the new head coach of the Ducks, taking over for Mario Cristobal, who's now with Miami. And Georgia, you remember week one last year where there were all the high expectations about how good Georgia and, and Clemson and everybody was going to be, and then it was this slugfest, no points scored type of a game. I don't think that that's going to be an issue here in week one. Uh, I don't know. You know, you Dan, Dan Landon's first start as a head coach. So I'm like, we don't, the total's 51. I feel I like know, the we, points are going to get scored. We don't really have a, a feel for what kind of, you know, offense he's going to, you know, try out there. But I like Georgia. I mean, I like Oregon getting the 17. I think there's a lot of pride in that program. Remember last year, early in the season, Oregon went to Ohio State and actually won outright. And I think they were uh, double-digit dogs in, in that game. As well. So Oregon's accustomed to these big. That was in the horseshoe. That yeah. was a huge game. Yeah. That, so they're accustomed to this then kind Oregon of Then Oregon went on to lose from, to Stanford. So I don't know. Right. <laughs> so I, I know Oregon had a couple kids transfer out, but I know Dan had a couple kids tra- transferred in. He's the former defensive coordinator of Georgia last year. So remember, Georgia lost 15 guys in the National Football League. So they've got a lot of big time recruits who've been sitting on the sideline talking about what they're going to do when they get in the game. Well, guess what? They're going to be in the game. I'm going Oregon here. I'll like. i, I I'll take the 17 points. I don't know if Oregon wins outright, but I just don't see. It being a blowout. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the, a similar thought process that I have as well. Utah, Florida, um, obviously I've talked about the Utes ad nauseum for anybody who's listened to Follow the Money the last two weeks. I'm I like very, Florida to win this game high. outright. You do. Oh, that, God, line that line screams. That line screams. I bet hate Utah. Yeah, I hate I hate that that number yeah. is what it is. Yeah. They should be a bigger favorite than that. Like they're almost telling you that Florida's live in this game. And Anthony Richardson, if he can stay healthy, the will be disrespect. in the conversation, you know, for for the Heisman. I mean, his issues have been injuries, but when when I saw Utah minus 2, I said, "You know what? I'm taking Billy Napier in his first career game as head coach in the swamp. You I'll know, take the Gators to upset the Utes." As I'm looking at these initial games, Notre Dame, Oregon, 
LSU, Florida, so many new head coaches coming into this year. Is there is there one head coach that you're more interested in buying in on? Maybe not necessarily week one, but throughout the season. Uh, I don't know if it's one I'm buying in on, but I am fading Brian Kelly. Oh, not not giving yeah. in to the LSU Tigers. Yeah, I, I just think they got a lot of a lot of issues. Is it because there. of the accent? Or it wasn't an accent. It didn't even sound Cajun in any know. way, shape, form, or fashion. I don't know what that was. And how are you going to come after, like, it, it's the it's the decision-making that bothered me the most. Like, how do you come after the most Cajun head coach in the history of college football, Ed Ogeron, and then try and fake a Cajun accent at the initial opening press conference? They've been listening to Ogeron for the last, like, four years. Like, you can't fake that at accent. Least- the good part is at least, um, like you could understand it. No, I didn't. And it didn't. It wasn't like rah, 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 go Tigers. <laughs> you know, like you could at least understand. You know what it. I thought? I love Coach O, though. I, I thought. I hate that he lost. His I job. thought to myself, yeah, Coach Kelly's tone deaf. Like he yes. has, like he has no idea what's really He's going out, on. He, the dancing with the recruits, yeah. all of that stuff. It's I wouldn't just, be surprised if Florida State wins that game outright. I don't like it. Okay. I wouldn't. All right. Shots, but we didn't get to all of them, but a lot of interesting games week one. I mean, Cincinnati, Arkansas would be cool. I think the future is bright for Woo Pig Suey Razorbacks. We're going to turn the page to the NFL once again when we come back. A number of teams made the playoffs last year that are favored to miss this season and vice versa. So if there are teams that we are interested in buying in on, to overcome the odds or not. Plenty more Follow the Money coming up as we kick off Hour 3. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rivalry Every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.